This is Radio Influence. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How's everybody doing out there? How is everyone doing out there this week? Listen, man, listen, I am, first and foremost, your boy, Mr. Black Moses, is doing grand. I'm doing grand, as usual, Um, and I hope you are as well. There is an exciting event happening this weekend, this Saturday, September the 21st, if you are in the Philadelphia region, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, if you are in the area, if you are in the region, if you are anywhere close to Philly this Saturday, please, I am personally, personally, your boy, Mr. Black Moses is personally inviting you and yours to come kick it at the 2019 Philadelphia Motorcycle Show. Clutch Control, baby. Clutch Control 2019 is this Saturday. Now, now it's in Philly. It's at Penn's Landing. Uh, you can go get all the information, the who, what, when, where, and whys at www.clutchcontrolusa.com. This is an absolutely free event, absolutely free event. The only thing that you have to pay is attention. See what your boy just did there. It's a free event Saturday. uh, The show begins at 10 a.m. and goes through to 6 p.m. Okay, presented, presented by Icon Motorsports. Always happy and proud to work with the family, the crew, the team at Icon Woo! Love you guys. Thank you for supporting Clutch Control again for another year. Um, look, there's so many people that are involved with making this show a hit, with making this show what it is. This year's sponsors include Indian Motorcycles, Polaris Slingshot. Okay? Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big dogs, big dogs. Quaker City Motorsports, the Philadelphia premier BMW dealership, okay? Yeah, the big dogs. And shout out to my people at Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorneys for their love and support for this year's event. There are a lot of vendors. A lot of vendors are going to be at this event on Saturday. Once again, it's a free to attend event with a lot of activities, a lot of activities. We have a custom bike show with cash awards. We're giving away $500 to the winner of each class. There's six classes and that's, you know, best sound, best slingshot, best retro, modern, uh, best cruiser, best sport bikes. I might be missing one. And then we're giving away $1,000 for the best of show. So, and it's only 20, now it's $20 to register your vehicle, to register your bike or your slingshot into the custom bike show. But, but giving away cash awards. So, you know, it's a good look. It's a good look. Um, We have stunt shows. Shout out to Big Bro once again. And always, Big Bro, Jason Britton, Team No Limit, coming back to Philly for three stunt shows throughout the day. 
It's going to be fantastic. If you haven't seen Jason Stunt and you're in the area, uh, yeah, this is your opportunity to come down and get down with the get down. Also, got to give much propers to Show Out Boys. The Show Out, Philadelphia's own Show Out Boys will be in the building. They will be performing three stunt shows. In addition, in addition, we also have the homie Rock Banshee. Rock Banshee will be in the building. He will be performing three stunt shows throughout the course of the day. There's going to be, as I mentioned, vendors. There's going to be live music. Shout out to the official DJ for Clutch Control 2019 in the Philadelphia Motorcycle Show, DJ Vader. DJ Vader, my guy. Uh, there's going to be food. Lots of food is going to be there. Fun stuff for the kids to do. Fun activities. Basically, Clutch Control is a block party with motorcycles. There it is. That's what it is. Hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. Uh, it's going to be a great event. Come on down. Check it out. Uh, it is just, you know, it's a good time. The weather forecast for Saturday, it, it's looking grand. It's looking grand. It's a good look. Um, so please, please, if you have nothing to do and if you have something to do, make time this Saturday. Come hang out with your guy, Mr. Black Moses. We will be there uh, in full effect. Uh, brought to you by the good folks at Sport Bike Sync Magazine and Hard Knocks Motorcycle Entertainment. You dig? Clutch Control USA. Uh Check it out, man. It's going to be grand. It's going to be grand. I want to see you there. Come up, say hi, take pictures. Let's do the social media thing and get down with the get down. You dig? Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> you always have to do you have to. You have to promote yourself. You have to promote your events and let people know what you're up to and what you're doing and where you're going to be and how you're going to do what you're going to be doing. And this is something that I'm very proud of. The Clutch Control is an event that we started way back in 2007. And, you know, the show has grown uh, ever since then. And it's just gotten better, bigger and better. So this is something that, you know, I'm very proud of. And it's something, it's free entertainment. Uh, and, it, you know, if you are an enthusiast, a motorcycle enthusiast, a rider, I expect you to be there. If you are not but interested in just a fan of bikes, I expect you to be there. Um, if you're just uh, a positive, goodwill, uh, kind, <laughs> easygoing, spirited person, and you want to come down and, and be in, an, in a positive vibe, um, and, and see what the motorcycle lifestyle is all about. This is a great opportunity. So please come on down. Shout out to everybody that shows love and is coming down to support the event. Uh, I will be there. I look forward to seeing you and yours there as well. You dig? Moving on, I want to talk about MotoGP real quick. MotoGP, this Sunday. This Sunday. There's a lot of stuff going on this weekend, man. A lot of stuff going on. MotoGP. Spain, Aragon. I'm always saying that wrong. I don't care. Somebody correct me. Somebody tell me how to say it. It's A-R-A-G-O-N. Aragon. I think that's correct. I should find out. And I am going to find out. Somebody help me out with that one. Um, But look, hey, obviously you can't be in Spain right now. But I will be watching MotoGP this weekend. Thanks to my good family over at BN Sports. Um. You know, that's that's, you know, when I can't be at the races, that's how I watch the races. I watch World Superbike and MotoGP 
on BN Sports. So make sure you check them out. Go to www.bnsports.com if you cannot get it on your cable provider. Uh, find out how. There's a link on their website to help you with that. But if you're fortunate enough to get it, you know, I don't know why you're not watching. <laughs> I don't know why you're not watching being in sports for your MotoGP and World Superbike, uh, you know, activities. You should be. You should be. You dig? Being in sports, definitely Black Moses approved. Uh, Clutch Control 2019, Black Moses approved. Black Moses will be there. I hope to see you there as well. You dig? Welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, y'all. Let's ride. My guest this week is the Director of Sales and Marketing for the 2019 AIM Expo, which kicks off next week in Columbus, Ohio. Please welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, Andre Albert. You and I have, we have not met yet, have we? We have not, no. I think we've been involved in a couple phone calls, but not many, uh, and we haven't met in person yet. Okay. Okay. Now, listen, listen, I, I really, uh, I'm excited for a number of things, but I'm really excited, one, to have a conversation with you and uh, about the 2019 AIM Expo. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm going to be there. Your boy, Mr. Black Moses is going to be in the building. I'm hosting the alley, which I'm really excited about. Really want, one of the, uh, new attractions for the show. Uh, one of how many neighborhoods are there? There are three, uh, well, kind of three and a half. Uh, there's three main neighborhoods, but we've also included uh, an e-pavilion, which isn't quite set up like the other neighborhoods, but it does cater to the e-bike crowd. Okay, now listen, we're going to get into all of that for the listeners of Life in the Fast Lane, um, you know, but, but we, I want to get into it uh, a little bit of a little bit of your background. Uh, Cinnamon, our dear friend Cinnamon, when she suggested that you and I have a conversation, she made a point to say that you had a, quote, cool South African <laughs> accent. Uh. She made a point <laughs> to, to bring that up. So we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Where are you from, man? Where are you from? So, uh, yeah, I grew. I was born and grew up in South Africa. Uh, my mother is from England. My dad is French. So I'm kind of a mixed breed, man. But, yeah, I grew up in South Africa. Well, that's cool, man. Where Now, which part of South Africa? I mean, that's a... I mean, that's a very vast, that's a very general. Are we talking about Johannesburg? Are we talking about, where are we talking about? So Cape Town is the southern tip of South Africa. I was living in Cape Town when I was really young, but the most of my time was spent in Durban, which is halfway up the east coast. It's about six hours south of Johannesburg. Okay. Now, is that where your... I know that you're a rider. Um, Cinnamon also told me that you just copped a new KTM. Is that correct? Yeah, I got a KTM and a Husky at the same time, actually. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. When did you begin? When did your love for motorcycles begin? Well, I think when I trace it back in my brain, what happened was when I was still living in Cape Town, I think I was about six years old or so, which was late 80s early 90s i'm not sure exactly when it was but my dad took me to a supercross race the supercross guys came down to cape town there was 
an epic event that a whole bunch of us went to. And I can't really remember the specifics of the event because I was super young, but I just remember watching these dudes jumping these dirt bikes and I was blown away and I, that's all I thought about for the rest of my life ever since. <laughs> and so you were you were six. You said you were around six. Is that correct? Yeah. Between five or six or seven, something around there. That's that impressionable age. That's that very impressionable age. You know, like uh, when my son, who's eight right now, I remember when he was entering that stage of of the. I call them the super that super sponge, that oh, super yeah. sponge age. Like they absorb children that age. They see it, they absorb it, and they just want to be it. And then they're 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 fixated on it for as long as they are allowed to embrace it. That's a really cool age and a good age to get hooked on to motorcycles. Um, what was your first bike? Well, my first bike, so there's a there's a long kind of love and hate relationship from that first experience with uh, Supercross up until I got my first bike. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right. You want to go there? All We're right, going. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something, man. This is what we do. We go there. Okay. We look under rocks. Okay. <laughs> we turn cushions over. We get to the nitty gritty. Let's talk about it. Okay, let's this this is my story, right? So obviously I just told you about when I first started my my whole love for dirt bikes. Parents would not let me get a dirt bike. I begged, I pleaded, and it just wasn't gonna happen. They were just no, it's unsafe, all this kind of stuff. Plus being in South Africa, like it's it's a third world country, you don't have huge amounts of money to spend on things like dirt bikes. So obviously it was on the back of the list of things to get me, and because it was slightly more dangerous and say I don't know, a skateboard or playing with a yo yo, <laughs> it was dropped to the back of the list. But okay. then, once I had moved to Durban, luckily or unluckily, you decide, a kid moved in up the street and he had a Pee Wee 50. So about at this stage, I'm about 12 years old. So okay. I made friends with this guy and I was like, kind of working my way in there to the point where he was like, hey, I'll teach you to ride my Pee Wee 50. And I was like, epic, this is great. No parents involved, no uh, supervision from anyone. <laughs> to the story comes in that we lived on a hill so his house was further up the hill and just the way that the little road was laid out was his back garden slash driveway area where i was about to learn to ride was at the same level as the house next door which was a little bit further down the hills roof line okay there was no fence between these two properties and about uh this sounds like you're setting up you sounds like you're setting up it for an epic Epic story. Go ahead. I'm listening, man. You got my full attention. Depends who you were and how you were involved. <laughs> yeah, there was about a, a good six to eight foot gap from his the end of his property to the neighbor's ceiling. So anyway, I get on the peewee. I watch him kind of buzz it around. I jump on. He's like, cool. This is how you kickstart it. I kickstart it. Now it's kind of vibrating underneath me. I'm super excited, but also kind of freaked out. Like, oh my goodness, is this happening? And he's like, yeah, cool. You just roll your wrist. There's no clutch. There's no gears. Just a 50 and you just go for it. So what does everyone do when they jump on a bike first time? They whiskey throttle that thing. And I launched the gap from his back garden. I landed on the neighbor's roof. Which what? We, we rolled backwards off. Me and, the, me and the motorcycle rolled back off the ceiling, off the roof. Landed on the ground with the Pee Wee 50 on top of me, and the next thing I remember was waking up in the back of an ambulance. Okay, stop, pause, pause, pause. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hands down, in the history of Life in the Fast Lane, this podcast, that is by far the most entertaining, 
<laughs> most awesome first ride story right now. I'm just going to give you a golf clap. I don't know if you can hear it. There you go. I'm going to applaud. <laughs> what an amazing story. That was, and that was your first time. First time. My, my whole distance of that ride was probably about 20 meters, which is what, 60 feet in the States? Oh, my <laughs> God. It, it, okay. Here, here, here. I got some air time. So you guys, I guess so. You got some airtime. You were on the roof of your of your buddy's neighbor's house. Now, here's a question. Here's a question for you. Uh, obviously, you survived. How yeah. pissed? How pissed were your parents? Now, that's an interesting question because I actually don't think they were. So really, the down the road where my mom and dad were chilling. This was a Sunday afternoon. Okay. She, she heard the ambulance sirens and she just got like this sick feeling like, oh my goodness, that is the ambulance for Andre. So coming running down the road was my friend's um, grandmother. She was there, tells my mom, oh, Andre's been in an accident. So now my mom's like freaking out. They run up the road. I'm unconscious there. Ambulance guys get me in. And when it was all said and done, I think it freaked them out so much that their worst fear had happened. And mm. all, I walked away with no broken bones. I just lost a fingernail in the whole ordeal. That was it. And I think they were just so stoked that nothing major had gone wrong. I had no injuries that they weren't like pissed at me. They were more just like kind of like loving, if you will. Like, you hey, know, you, I would... they didn't want you to do and you ate it pretty hard, and you survived. And wait, I wait, wait! You're forgetting the part about you ending up on the neighbor's roof. That is, <laughs> it's like that, I'd be like, "That's my boy. That's what we do. You know, we we put bikes on roofs. That's where, and we walk away clean." And I unfortunately I broke their uh, as I landed on there, the rear tire of the peewee broke their gutter off the side of the house. But the very next day, I took that lovely lady a bunch of roses and apologized for breaking her gutter. Nice, nice. You see, there you go, there you go. That's being a very good, well-rounded, universal human being. Um, was the bike okay? It was. I think something like I think it just broke a lever. Okay. Like we got away like pretty unscathed. It was quite remarkable, actually. Was your buddy upset with you, or was it all good? He was cool with it. I think, like, his dad and him and his brother came to the hospital, and his dad, like, kind of made him watch the whole thing that was going down as kind of like a lesson to teach them. Like, A, motorcycles can be a little risky if you're not using the right supervision. Uh, and obviously, we weren't. We didn't have any adults around, which was pretty stupid. Were you wearing any gear? I mean, it's a stupid question. You probably weren't, but, you know, were you? Were you wearing a helmet at least? <laughs> I was. <laughs> Keep it. Be honest. Be honest, Andre. Were you? Uh, no, I was not. Uh, no gear, no nothing. Just full went for it. This is all before the time of GoPros, I'm assuming. There's no video. There's no photographs. This is just wow, man. This was early 90s, and let's not forget, this was early 90s in South Africa. Uh, we were a bit more cowboy out there and just kind of fly by the seat of our pants. And, I mean, massive lessons were learned that day. I've been an extremely safe rider ever since, but that was my first experience. And to be honest, it instilled a lot of good things in me. You know what, Andre? I feel like I feel like I know you a little bit better now. I feel like with a, with a, with a story like that, with your introduction, your first ride to motorcycles, it makes 
all the sense in the universe that you are involved with the with the industry at large on the level that you are involved with it. Um, I want to move on, move fast forward a little bit, and I want to talk about you know what we're going to talk about. You know your position. You are the director of sales and marketing for the AIM Expo. Um, and before we get to that, and what that means. And about this year's event, which I'm again very excited about. What is? Do you have any general thoughts on what's going on in the industry right now? In the yeah, we, we get to see a lot of what's going on. We talk to a lot of people, and I think that's one of the joys of working for the organization. We do. We see it from all fronts. I mean, my personal take on it. I th- I personally believe that motorcycling is really strong, and I just think it looks different to how it used to. Like the market has kind of segmented out. Like there's always been obviously your off-road guys, your on-road, on-road guys, and all the different segments in between. But it seems like as things got bigger and people decided they wanted to be different, it seems it's fragmented out even further. Now we're into the custom world, but the custom world itself is fragmented into your cafe races, your scramblers, your V-twins. So everything is just kind of fractured out into real like small pockets. Mm. And in those pockets, I believe like there's like the cult following for your particular culture or your particular segment in motorcycling. Like I think it's super strong and these are blanket messages and blanket advertising to try and just talk about motorcycling as a whole maybe doesn't get the traction it used to because you really got to dig deep and get like a real personal connection with the kind of motorcycling motorcyclist you're talking to. So that's my take on it. I personally think it's super strong in a different way. And the motorcycle industry itself is just looking at ways how the consumer evolved into a different thing. Now the motorcycle industry itself needs to evolve into a different thing or a different way of talking to those new age consumers. So I think that's where we're just kind of playing catch up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm personally really excited about what's going on right now. There's a lot of really cool initiatives going on. There's a lot of cool events popping up all over the place. Uh, there's dudes like you and a bunch of other people who are now doing a lot of podcasts and things like that. Like. The communities are strong. We just need to talk to them better. You know, I like how you say you made a very, very vital point that the blanket, uh, the in, the general uh, advertising campaigns to just, you know, just put it out to the masses and assume that it'll fall on the ears of the person you're trying to reach. Those days are long gone. You're absolutely right. It is about the culture and the subcultures and sometimes the sub subculture of of our of our industry. Um, and I, and I've been in the industry for, you know, a number of years, almost two decades, and I've seen a lot of things, but that's one thing is it's, it's nice to hear someone from me. You're a writer, but you're also on, you're on both sides of the table. Um, but it's nice to hear someone from this on the inside of the industry, acknowledge, acknowledge that and make that statement because I still feel that a lot of people, and I'm not gonna say your position, but on your side, Okay. I don't think a lot of them still haven't gotten it. A lot of there's still a big disconnect of what must be done. You have to adapt. You have to grow. You have to look at what are what are the kids doing? Are they still jumping on roofs? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? But you got to pay attention to what they're doing, you know, and that's the thing. It's the there when you follow 
I don't want to use the word trends, but when you follow, lack of a better word, trends of the market, you have a better opportunity to roll with the punches, roll with what's going on. Um, Because you're just being attentive to the needs of the people that you're there to serve. So um, I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad that you said that. Moving on. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the 2019 AIM Expo. I'm excited. Andre, what is what's new for the better yet? Better question for those listening. If you have not experienced the AIM Expo, first and foremost, please make sure you visit www.aimexpousa.com. Get some information by far. And it's one definitely goes without saying is Black Moses approved. Um, It is one of the greatest motorcycle shows, events uh, for a number of reasons in the universe. Uh, To me, my personal opinion, I love this show. I'm so excited to be part of it this year. Um, What what's the purpose from your point of view? What is the purpose of the AIM Expo? So AIM Expo, the American International Motorcycle Expo, is unique in this country in that it serves it's first and foremost it's a trade show um and i think that's super important because industries community groups they need their support pillars and a trade show for an industry is a huge support pillar it allows all of the trade guys to come together discuss new things new trends collaborate on things and basically just sort of get re-engaged and and reinforce what we're doing um and i think now is probably a if not one of the most important most important times to have to do that. So our we've tried to reinvigorate the trade side and almost make it experiential. Actually, we definitely are making it experiential for the trade guys who show up. It's not just a matter of walking down aisles and checking out vehicles and hard parts and different service providers. We're trying to turn it into an experience for them, much like the general public would come and see on the weekend. So there's a lot of We've, we've got education tracks uh, for the trade guys where they can come learn new things from industry experts and also experts outside of the industry, which I think is super important. Sometimes being inside of the industry, we get too close to it. So this year, we've tried to bring some external people who have new and progressive ideas to just sort of re-engage, reinvigorate, and inspire the trade side of things. Flipping over to the public side of things, we've obviously got our two days on the weekend where the public can come down and check it out. Now, that's much like any other trade or any other show where you can come and see all of your new models. You can come see all the new hard parts, all the different services. The difference is obviously with our show, we've got a huge outdoor area where the general public can come out and test ride 2020 models from nine different manufacturers. Now, mm. something worth noting, noting for this year is that traditionally those test rides have only been opened on the weekend to the general public. But for this year, we're actually opening the test rides up for all four days to the general public. So from Thursday through Sunday, uh, the general public can come and test out the, the new 2020 models from the nine manufacturers we have on hand um, Yeah, for the whole four days. So that is different and worth noting. Uh, but yeah, other changes that we're trying to make super exciting is like I was talking about earlier with engaging communities, things need to be experiential these days. Uh, that's what people are looking for. They don't just want to look at stuff. Obviously, they enjoy the new products that are in their in their community and culture, but we've created these three separate neighborhoods, which we touched on a bit earlier, uh, that cater to three prominent segments of the motorcycle market. So we've got the shop, which is your custom and your V-twin section. Uh, we've got the alley, uh, which is obviously where our dear friend Mr. Black Moses will be at. That's right. 
catering to the streets and the urban community. And then we've got the camp, which is your two and four wheel off-road and adventure segments. So those areas will not look like how a show looks like. They're going to be built out into experiential hangout zones. There's going to be speciality coffee. There's going to be craft beer. There's going to be music. It's just a much more like you can immerse yourself in that area all day long. We're going to have industry experts uh, giving small shop talks, almost like TED talks, uh, to the crowd, and just keep things engaging. And it's basically it's a place where you can immerse yourself in the culture of the segment that you belong to, or all of them, um, and basically just see products in there the way that they were intended to be used. Uh, so yeah, we're super excited about that. It's something we were dabbling with uh, last year, and it was an absolute hit. So we've just kind of magnified it for this year. You know what I what I what I dig about the neighborhood concept is that let's say okay, let's say you're a street rider. Let's say you're that you know fall into that demographic. Um, maybe you've had interest in the camp side of things, but you haven't had an ex- an opportunity to experience it. Or maybe you're a V twin guy who's looking to get into the other two. What the AIM Expo, the neighborhoods really, in addition to giving you an opportunity to just immerse yourself in what you identify with, it gives you a grand opportunity to check out other oper- you know, other other riding styles. So and it's it's very cool. This this whole concept of the alley, uh, the camp, the shop, uh, in in the middle of everything else that's going on. And you talk about being creating experiences creating experiences for consumers that is that's i'm going to use the word rad because i'm trying to bring that back into my everyday vocabulary that's a very rad thing to do so i'm i'm excited man are you excited about anything particular in particular uh regarding next week of it i mean all of it like what we had to do when we sat back and kind of planned this year out, a lot of the stuff is traditional, what you would expect from a trade show, but we also had to look at all the different elements that are going to really round out the entire experience, whether you're a trade or consumer, uh, general public. You need to walk away from that event going, that was cool on all fronts. And I think something that's super cool that we've added for Saturday night is an indoor flat track racing event. Yes, yes. Saturday. Can we talk about that real quick? Now, look, let's not get it twisted. Your boy Black Moses indeed does appreciate uh, a great flat track event. I've done a little bit of flat track myself. Um, Not nothing stellar, nothing stellar, but uh, you know, shout out to my guy Colin Edwards and his Texas Tornado Boot Camp. You know, they put me down with the whole, you know, taking it in sideways. So you, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost nice with it. I'm almost nice with it, but I love. I love watching flat track racing. I love it. I'm excited. How did we, you know, what's the deal? What's the plan for that, for that event on Saturday night? So, yeah, we we knew last year, last year we had ran something quite similar, where on Saturday night there was a racing event for everyone to attend to. So the trade guys or the public could come to the show all day long, and then they could cap off the entire experience with a racing event on Saturday night. So we knew we had to do that again this year, and being in Columbus, being in the Greater Columbus Convention Center, it just gave us a great opportunity to bring a super cool flat track event inside on our actual show floor, which really allowed us the opportunity to round out uh, the entire experience and the entire offering that is going to happen this year at AIM Expo presented by Nationwide. So, yeah, we started, uh, we linked up with Johnny Lewis, who is a mm-hmm. professional track racer himself. Yeah. Uh, he's been a racer since he was just a young guy. Um, 
absolute professional, absolute advocate for the industry. Um, yeah, and he just he took our idea and made it come to life. So yeah, great job. We're super super excited about that event, and it starts 6 p.m. Saturday. Tickets are available on motoshowtickets.com. It's going to be uh, a great event. You know what? Um, you, okay, so yeah, I'm, there's there's other events that are going on as well. Like after, if you want to say when the work day is quote unquote done, as a you know, there's an industry party. Uh, yeah. There's other, uh, you know, uh, there's other things to get into. So what the what you guys have done? You've created a full on you know, from sun up to sun down and then beyond a little bit, there's something to do. You walk the showroom during the day, you experience everything that's going on. If it's demos, if it's the neighborhoods, if it's meeting and greeting with other uh, industry experts, uh, seeing the, and that's the one thing that we didn't talk about. This is an opportunity for riders to see brand new 2020 product, right? Yes. Okay. New bikes, new apparel, new gear, new exhaust, everything. I was about to say exhaust pipes, um, it, but then I have to get into all the details, everything from rear sets to, you know, like there's, if, it, if it's available for your bike and it's a new product for 2020, it's going to be at the AIM Expo. Fair to say? Fair to say. I'm excited, man. This is great. It reminds me, if I could say, if I had to compare it to something, I would say it is the U.S. version of the Eichma show. Is that a good comparison? Well, yeah, I personally, I've never attended Eichma, but. Oh, yeah. pause right there. Pause. What do you mean, Kevin? Let me tell you something, bro. Okay. You get yourself. The next opportunity, you make the opportunity. You get yourself to Eichma. That is by far. By, it'll, it opened my eyes up. It, it made Black Moses international. Eichma made Black Moses international. If AIM Expo made me national, Eichma made me international. Next thing you know, I'm going to be intergalactic, but that's a whole nother show. Look, you get yourself <laughs> you get yourself to Milan for the Eichma show sooner than later. It's, it's a grand experience. But and when you do, you'll see you'll know the, you know, my, my point of referencing that the U.S. version of ICMA is is the AIM Expo. So just, a you know, something to put on your to-do list. Ask Cinnamon. Ask Cinnamon about ICMA because, I, you know, I know she goes. We bumped into it. It was funny. Real quick story. So uh, last time I was there it was like maybe two, two years ago. Um in, you know, I ran into Cinnamon and a few other uh, Americans who were there. And it was kind of like it was a very funny moment because we all just kind of bumped into each other by accident. It wasn't planned, but we were in one of the show, uh, one of the floors and we just like, you know, about 12 Americans just kind of ran into each other. So <laughs> it was pretty funny. People were just kind of looking at us as we. You know, as we Americans can be quite loud and rambunctious when we see each other in other places. So it was a good time. Good time. Moving on. Moving on. Andre, is how do uh, how does the normal person find out about AIM Expo? You know, is that the Columbus? It's in first of all, it's in Columbus, Ohio. It's next week. What are the dates? What are the details? Where where can people get tickets? The best thing, the best place to start is our website. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. It's aimexpousa.com. 
There is a lot of information on there, but if you head on over to the general information about the show, it's going to give you the dates, the times, uh, where to get tickets, and obviously where it is. But yeah, if you are sold and you want to jump and get those tickets, motoshowtickets.com. You can get a two-day pass or you can buy for just a single day. The Sideways Saturday tickets are also available on there. The show is open to the general public uh, next weekend, which is the 28th and the 29th of September. But if you are in town a little bit earlier and you want to take advantage of those demo rides of the 2020 models from those nine different manufacturers, you can do that from the 26th to the 29th of September. Um, yeah, that's in our outdoor section. I love it. Listen, man, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're busy. But on every episode of Life in the Fast Lane, we have what we call the Super Pole section. Now, the Super Pole section is a little bit of fun. It's a good way to end out the episode. It's more rapid response. I'm going to ask you three questions, and you just speak your first honest truth, okay? Sure. Okay, here we go. You sound a little bit nervous. Don't worry about it. Nobody gets hurt. Here we go. All right. Question number one. Tupac? Or Biggie? Tupac. Very, very, I was not expecting that from you. Any particular reason? I just know more about the history and followed the story a bit closer. And there's somewhere along there. I just, I just like what he did. You know what? Not that I don't, not that I disbelieve anybody, but I believe you. I believe that's, you know, that's a real, okay. That's the truth. Okay. Good, good, good start. Moving on. Question number two. Arsenal. Or Manchester United? Manchester United. Okay. All right. For anybody out there, those are football teams, uh, proper football teams. So uh, <laughs> you know, I had to throw that in there. You know, you, you mentioned that you're, was it your mother or your father who's, who's from England? My mother is from England. Okay. All right. So you're a Manchester United guy. No problem at all. I almost threw Liverpool in there just to mix it up a little bit, but... Okay. Now, I would have gone Liverpool had you done that. Oh, see. Ah, see, now we know. Now we know. Okay. Moving on. Final question of the Super Bowl section. Are you ready? Do it. All right, man. If you could take a ride with anybody alive, no longer with us, biblical, mythological, uh, fictional, non-fictional at the same damn time, uh, <laughs> who would it be? Where would you ride? And what would you be writing? Wow. That yeah. Is yeah. That's what I do. That's what I do. Did you, you see if everybody, look, if it was easy, everybody would do it. This is what I'm talking about. This is life in the fast lane, baby. Now you see, that is interesting. Now, while my brain wants to kind of go out there and make up something super gnarly that could never, ever happen. My actual first gut response was that I would go for a ride through the French countryside with my wife, who's just got her license to ride motorcycles and absolutely loves it. And we, I would probably be riding maybe some kind of custom bagger. Okay. I think my wife would be on a cute little custom cafe racer. <laughs> that is a great answer that is a and i'm not going to say a safe answer i'm going to say that's a great answer that is a truthful answer and i'm sure that your beautiful wife with her new motorcycle endorsement appreciates that so good job man good Thank job you. 
Is there anything else you want to talk about? Anybody you want to give a shout out to? Anything you want to? Anybody you want to say thank you to? Uh, any last notes or what have yous? I mean, there's a lot of notes and there's a lot of shout outs I can give. I mean, for right now, I'm just going to summarize it with a big shout out to the whole crew that helps us work on AIM Expo presented by Nationwide 2019. A lot of hard work went into this. We're all going to have a great time when we get on show site. Anyone who's listening, grab your tickets, drop by. We're going to have a lot of fun. Okay, my brother. Look, I will see you in Columbus, Ohio next week. I get into town on Wednesday, so I expect to see you on Wednesday afternoon, evening, and we'll hang out. All right, bro? For sure, man. We'll see you there. Thanks for uh, hanging out. Thank you, man. I'll talk to you soon. Be cool, all right? Later. Later. Well, that's our show for this week. I want to give a shout out to my guy, Andre. I'll see you next week in Columbus, man. So excited for the 2019 AIM Expo. Don't meet me there. Beat me there. Tickets are available at www.aimexpousa.com. You dig? Please follow the show. This show, Life in the Fast Lane, on Instagram at Life in the Fast Lane Official, on Twitter at L I T F L Official, and on Facebook at Life in the Fast Lane Podcast. Please, as always, hit that like, hit that share, and subscribe button. We'll be right back here next Friday with an all new episode of Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I'm gone. This is a Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Hey, everybody, Duffified Live this week. We got an amazing guest. Look, I started a show on Food Network called Opening Night. It aired last week. It made me super happy to have that happen. I'm glad you guys were all out there to see it happen. And one of my things that I wanted you guys to see, and one of the reasons why I'm so happy that the first episode was what it was, is because we are talking about Jen Royal, an unbelievable human being, a great lady who is so passionate, so headstrong, and so confident about what she wants that it made me really proud to have her as that first guest on the show because of the fact she's a rock star. She goes after what she wants, but she's also smart enough to know what she doesn't know. And she was very open to a lot of the things that we had to say on the show. And she fought back where she felt that she was going to do something, that it was going to be something different than what her vision was. And initially she started off as that lack of confidence, that, that, that not so secure person, even though she was deep down inside because she had never opened a restaurant before. She trusted other people. And when I finally got on site and was able to kind of guide her a little bit more to be able to hold her ground and stand up and have her voice, I thought that there was a big change that happened. So ladies and gentlemen, do me a huge favor for this week. Welcome to the Duffified Live show, Jen Royal of Table in Boston. Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.